What's up, everyone? Do you have plans for celebrating Black History Month? Yes? No? It doesn't matter. Drunk Black History's got you covered. Now, join us on Saturday, February 10th at Caveat NYC for our live Drunk Black History show. During this critically acclaimed event, prominent black historical figures will finally get their due as guest host Charles McBee of Hell of a Week with Charlemagne the God shares the stage with comedians who are skunked out of their mind trying to recap the biography of a historical black figure or event that hasn't gotten the mainstream love it deserves. At Drum Black History, you're guaranteed to laugh, drink, and learn something. Once again, Drum Black History is on Saturday, February 10th with a start time at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tickets for both in-person and live stream are available at DrunkBlackHistory.com. You can also find the Drunk Black History podcast on all podcast applications. Hope you can join us for what's sure to be another classic show. It's time for the End of Conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice. Ali Muhammad. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In the Conversation, the podcast. Yeah, we back. Black History Year, all in your ear. Bird. Crystal clear. Bird. Yeah, man. A couple bars for the no people. Doubt. No doubt. You know, just a few. Just a few. Just to keep the baby from falling out the window. Word, word. You know what I mean? But anyway, it's good with you, man. I mean, um, huh? you know, it's all good over here. You know, you talk of Black History Year and um, Martin Luther King's youngest son just died. So, yeah, I saw know, that. So, so, the King legacy. And they only have like one grandchild. So, like a, wow. a girl, granddaughter. So, she like got to hold on the whole shit in a minute. It's going to just be her. In a minute, mm. I mean, not to put nobody else out, but I'm just saying. Right, <laughs> she felt the pressure just through the yeah, mic. She needs yeah, to, bro, she, she need to, you know, what I'm saying, start having some babies. You know, what I'm saying, keep the legacy going, <laughs> or right, not. Right, you know what I'm saying? right, right. Just let it be. Shit, let it be. or not. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying, rest yeah. in peace to Dexter King. You know, what I'm saying. Apparently, he was yeah, the lawyer the that kind of put together the plays of licensing his content, as opposed to just letting people use it. So he oh, got wow. him, he okay. got him rich, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to that man. Salute to that man. Salute to the king. Word yeah, up, man. Word up. Mm. What's going on, oh, man? <laughs> man, um, I'm all right. I'm all right. Things are pretty good. That's what's what's up. going on, man? Huh? I said that's what's yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Things are pretty good, man. Just, just. Getting these ducks in a row sounds mad corporate when you say shit like that. Just getting my ducks in a row. Yeah, we're gonna circle just, back. Yeah, circle back and uh, you know, piggyback off of what was just said and uh, you know, uh, you know, cross our T's, dot our I's, just make sure that the you know, uh, speaking of which, there's uh I don't know if you've seen I guess she's on TikTok, but I seen on Instagram there's this this one woman comedian, I think she's a comedian, but she does this does this character called Corporate Aaron? Yeah, I like Corporate Aaron. Yeah, yeah, she's funny. It yeah. kills it with all of that that fucking corporate speak, all those buzzwords and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, she, she had a down pat with the with the mm-hmm, with the, mm-hmm, with the hard the swallow. <laughs> yeah, the whole vibe. Yeah, she's she's a beast. But yeah, man, I've been I've been chilling, man. Just just working. But when I say getting the ducks in the road, just kind of 
just knocking shit off the to-do list. You know what I mean? Just a bunch of different things. Gearing up for D.C., gearing up for Hartford. Excited to be getting back on the road. Um, trying to write some new shit, you know, come up with some new shit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <clears throat> been watching... I've been I'll be reading and, and watching a lot of movies and things of that nature. I don't want to say trying to find inspiration, but just just uh, just allowing myself to wander uh mm-hmm. curiosity wise and see what's what. There's a lot of things that um, you know, I used to hear about and I'm just wanting to see how some of these things check out or, you know, do they live up to the hype and things of that nature. Like I've heard you and amongst other people Talk about John Cassavetes, right? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. and I've watched I've watched one of his movies a while back. I forget what it was called, The Woman Something. But I just watched Faces uh-huh. uh, for the first time this past because a bunch of his movies on like HBO Max. I watched oh, Faces. That's what's up. Yeah, it's a good. It's a at least a handful. And um, yeah, I watched uh, Faces and shit like that. And um, it was pretty good. I like it. I like it. But it's funny because, you know, I talk to you about film and, you know, you'll talk about film kind of in the technical sense. Uh-huh. So sometimes when I was li- when I was watching, and obviously this is from like the 70s or whatever, um, so things are a lot different. But like the first scene, like when it opens up, it's like, I'm like, this this scene, this this shot is blown out. You know what I mean? Because I know you'll be saying some shit like, this shot is blown out. It's a little too blown out. It's like too much noise Mm -hmm. in the grain of the film. And immediately I looked at it from a technical eye, but then in a second after that, like the performances like really hold you in. You know what I mean? Like, okay, all right, I see what it is. It's back in the day, which I appreciate. You know, like, um, I forget, somebody said a long time ago, sometimes it's better to go into something ignorant to right. all of the rules as opposed to study because then you know what I mean like you don't you don't hold yourself to pre con you know predetermined constraints you just do what the fuck you feel you right. know so uh yeah I like that I was watching that I seen I wa- I rewatched Rocky uh cuz I started watching what's this shit called King of Tulsa or Tulsa King on Paramount Plus which is, eh, it's whatever. A lot of people were talking crazy about it, saying it was all of that, whatever, whatever. It's not bad, you know what I mean? I don't really like how to, it might be a, it might be a, uh, um, this might be recurring throughout this episode, but I don't really like how the black character is kind of written or treated or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's whatever. But it made me say, yo, let me check out Rocky. I ain't seen Rocky in Mad Long, you know, and, uh, it was interesting. It's interesting because, like, when you watch it now, or when I watch it now, it's a, I got a lot more scrutiny for that shit. <laughs> you know, it's, it's some of those those fighting scenes are terrible. <laughs> like, they are clearly not hitting each other. Um, it's just very bare bones, but the the heart is still there. There's the heart of it all, but it's just like seeing it in retrospect and just so many things that I didn't realize, like. Adrian is real awkward, you know what I mean? Like real introvert, real socially awkward or whatever. And Rocky's a little, you know, Rocky's also kind of, I don't say slow, but you know, he got his own thing. Um, so it was, it was it was almost like watching Love on the Spectrum. I don't know Dang. if you ever seen that show. Yeah, somebody else you know was I mean? just it was talking like, about that. 
Yeah, it was a little bit of that vibe to it. But uh, it was it was interesting. It was cool to see. I mean, and, you know, when you look at what they did with the reboot with Creed, Creed took it to a whole nother level. Obviously, it had the benefit of 40 years, but, I mean, like, it's a whole, they pumped a whole lot of new blood into that shit. But, uh, <laughs> yes, I watched that. And uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of that type of shit. Yeah. Just, just, just exploring. Nah, that's what's up. Know? Like with with Cassavetes, right? See, when I yeah. started looking at his stuff, it was when I first started shooting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Shooting mm. cinema style, you know, looking stuff. You know, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then somebody said they looked at my stuff and like, you know, you got a distinct style. And I'm like, nigga, I got no style. What did you talk about? It's like, nah, that's, mm. that shit is like cinema verite. And I was like, what's that? And then, you know, John Cassavetes, he's like one of the, you know, along with the French mm. directors, are, that's what they were doing. That's the style that they were doing. Mm-hmm. So I went and looked up all that stuff. And, and it's interesting that you you said it looks like it's blown out. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. See, Cassavetes was doing that shit out of his pocket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that nigga was yeah. mortgaging, mortgaging, mortgaging his crib to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it right. was like, these are dope stories, and he just they just doing this shit. Like, they, they'll say he'll do a movie because he was an actor. They say he'll go do a movie, get paid, then go do his own movie, and then come back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's how he was doing that shit. But right. when you see shit like a blown-out shot, it make you not so precious about the actual right shot itself but the moment is what's important and that's what I was able to put in you know what I'm saying you might get a shot that's it's a little out of focus but he'd be like man that moment was a dope moment and it never happened again I'm gonna use that shit and then some people that's real precious about shit be like nah take that out but other people who who just feeling that shit will be like yo that was that was dope you know what I'm saying so I shout out Cassavetes and all those guys. They took a lot of risk with films when it wasn't easy to take risk. And and they were telling stories that they just wanted to tell. You know what I'm saying? And if you apply that shit to your own type of shit, then, you know what I'm saying, you probably get some shit off, you know? And that's, that's the way I looked at it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I like the stories that he tells. I don't, you don't really see as many of those type of stories around now. Mm-hmm. You know, like it just be real, like, uh, like you feel like you just uh, fly on the wall into some real intimate shit going on in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like, it's like, <clears throat> you know, you talk about yeah, me and my lady, we had an argument or whatever. We've been getting into these arguments about this, that and the other thing. And it gets into the real, the, the, the deep of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, those real quiet moments, those loud moments, those like just how it meanders, how it is, you know, like, and that'd be the theme of the whole thing, but it don't feel like it's not anything on the bone. Right. Like it'll pull you in because it's compelling. Like it's just interesting storytelling. So yeah, I thought it was cool. And yeah, I appreciate it so far. I'm, a, I'm probably watch some more of his shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What's up with you, man? What's good? Yeah, man, you know, I just went back to work, you know what I'm saying, you know, every day, full time, so that was that was cool to wear, you How's know. that been? It's been cool, man. It, it, I haven't adjusted yet, okay. physically, you know what I'm saying, mentally, you know, yeah, it's cool. Physically, okay. 
you know what I'm saying? It's tough. You know what I mean? You know, I ain't want to go there, but yeah, that's it's, it's kind of tough to manage your time and your 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 energy when you've been, you know, kind of trapped and chilling for five months. You know what I'm saying? But to get back to it, I mean, it's like your body allows you a certain amount of time, and you better get to it in that time because after that, it's over, Jack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what you got to get used to. What's that time? How I'm going, you know what I'm saying, pull out the things that I need. Because I'm used to working late at night. You know what I'm saying? If I don't finish some shit during the day, you work all night and fucking get the shit done. You can't do that shit now. You got to you gotta get shit done within the allotted time. Or your ass is, you know what I'm saying, done. It ain't going to get done. Period. Shut down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, mm. so just managing that. But other than that, it's cool. Uh, uh Friend of mine, uh, shout out to April Trigg, had an event at Biomain this this weekend at Phipps. You know what I'm saying? They just opened the store there in, like in December. And they were reaching out to like TV executives and film people and costumers and stuff like that. So I went to that, and that was cool. That was like, you know, it wasn't my first event, but it was like, you know, my first time going solo, just – to a little small thing, you know what I'm saying? And managing mm-hmm. managing that shit solo. And that was cool, you know what I mean? Um, you know, met some met some interesting people and and, you know, reinventing myself. You see what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. you know, it's like a whole new you that you have to present to the world because it's it's almost like, you know, everything has changed from because, you know, how a person relates to the world is like you go in the world, the world treats you a certain way, and that's how you relate to the world. That's the energy you get back, right? But then when all of that changes and you go to the world and the world has a different lens on you, now it's like it's a new place that you have to discover where you fit into this new place and how do you make this new place do the things that you needed to do or wanted to do, you know? So it's like that, you know what I'm saying? So went there, did that, you know what I'm saying? I put on, you know, put on one of my suits and and got to it because, you know, I guess you, even when you're in a high fashion scenario, you can't lose with your suit, you know what I mean? <laughs> when you right, try right, to right, figure yeah. shit out, dude, what do I wear to this shit? Well, you put on one of them motherfuckers, you can go anywhere, you know what I'm saying? And... So shit, that's what I did. I threw on one of them motherfuckers and went on. And you know. And had yeah, had some conversation and had some fun. Saw some overpriced clothes, you know what I'm saying? I mean overpriced to me, rather. You know what I mean? Um and and shit brought laid it on down. You know what I'm saying? But it was cool because, you know, I got to meet and see people who are doing stuff in the industry that I didn't know, that I never heard of, you know what I'm saying? And and move about, you know what I'm saying? So that was cool. Yeah, that sound cool. That sound real targeted too. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's you know, that's your whole sector. Yeah, you know shout, what I mean? shout, yeah. shout out to the yeah. team over there. Um, I guess Pravi was the girl who who was like hosting it, and I think she she's costume designing on on um, one of these shows. They just got an Emmy, so she was just coming back in with an Emmy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's fire. So, so that was dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
She walked in the event with an Emmy? Nah, 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 nah. they was just saying oh, that's what she was on a okay. flight coming back from the Emmys. She didn't walk in with the Emmy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. That's crazy. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. oh I think you pronounced it Provy. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. I just saw it on paper. Um, All right. But yeah, yeah. Shout out to Provy, Brittany, and then uh, what was the other, the other one over there? Taylor. You know what I'm saying? Go check them out over there at Phipps. You know what I'm saying? If you're looking for some designer duds. Oh, Phipps. <laughs> I've been to Phipps and Fab. I used to work in Phipps way Bird. back in the day. Yeah, I used to work at Abercrombie and Phipps. Wow. It's hilarious. I don't even know yeah, if they got that over there no more. They ain't got no yeah, kind of They might have <laughs> got rid of the. Yeah, it was. It was, I guess it was kind of uh, on, the, on the verge when I was there because it was definitely still the Gucci era and all of that other shit. Yeah. But um, yeah, I used to work at Phipps. The Phipps was the spot to go to for the movies, like in the cut. Like yeah, Phipps yeah, was yeah. the I, in I the cut you. spot. Yeah, I went yeah. to see um, American Fiction in Phipps. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah I had yeah, never been yeah, there, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Phipps was the spot. Phipps was the spot because it was in the cut. It had, this is I was in college. It had a little student discount, shit like that. Like, it was way more low-key than what nah, was going on in Lennox. fucking with none of that shit now. Nah. <laughs> uh, that shit, that shit is like, I mean, it's almost like if you ain't spending no money, nigga, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, it was, all, it was always upscale. It was always right. upscale. I never was participating uh, on the on the retail side of things. It was right. definitely go there, do my job, get my check. Um, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I think I said this before, but this is how long ago this shit was. Just to show you how crazy it was. Um, this was back in the days when um, Hannah Kang used to work at Kenneth Cole at Phipps. Wow. And we got cool. So, like, I go up and now you get a little discount just off the strength because that mm-hmm. was a thing. Like, if you worked in the, well, you know, we work retail, especially in a mall or whatever, you start to build a little a little network of other people in these spots. A retail you know what I'm friendships. Retail friendships all about, you know what I mean? What's up with that discount? I got discount over here. You got discount over here. Da-da-da-da-da. So, I remember... You know, getting an early pair of like some Kenneth Cole loafers. I remember that shit <laughs> for for the low, for the low. Yeah, this is crazy. And shout out to Hannah. That was way back in the day. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good time, man. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, it wasn't. You know, it was definitely a very like I said, real low key, real damn near felt like a museum. Yeah, of expensive that's how it is. shit. That shit is like yeah. you walk in that bitch, it looked like it's empty. But I just saw the mm-hmm. parking lot is full. I couldn't find a spot. Right. <laughs> Where are the people? Yeah, right. Maybe mm-hmm. in the dungeons of the VIPs drinking champagnes back there. I don't right. know. Right. Tucked away. <laughs> yeah, living a whole different existence. You got if you don't know the the yeah, the epitome, if you know, you know. And if you right. don't know, stay put. Only Stay time, down. only time you really saw a bunch of people is during the pandemic when it was like outside of, you know, the the, the luxury stores or, or outside of Tiffany's and it's a line. We're like, damn, Gucci, it's a line. But then, you know, that's pandemic era. Now it ain't no lines no more. So mm. everybody yeah. is just where they at, where they at doing what they do. Yeah, shit is different now. Yeah, but that sound cool, man. That's what's up. That is what it is, man. Oh man. 
Um, you was it's out? cold as shit up. Go ahead. What you, you about was to say? Out this weekend? Yeah, I was out. I was out. I was running around a little bit. What did I do? I mean, nothing super crazy. No shows this weekend. I was cool. I was kind of actually. I was kind of locked in this weekend. I was um. I was actually looking forward to that because I had the weekend off. I was like, yeah, I'm about to relax. It's screener season now. So a lot of the screeners came out, you know what I mean? So I got a bunch of shit that I want to watch, you know what I mean? And I'm about to start tearing into. Um, yeah, I was real kind of, I was kind of low key for the most part. I feel like I went somewhere, but I can't really, I can't remember. You know what I mean? Like off the top of the head, I, I feel like I might have went somewhere, but off the top of the head, I can't remember for the most part. I was chilling. I was chilling, getting shit done, knocking shit off the to-do list, watching, you know, watching these films. Uh, finished up that Black Thought book. That was pretty good. That was actually really good. And, um, yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah, acad- academic a, yeah. relaxation. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. little, you know what I mean? A little salon at the house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that type of shit. Not a yeah. salon, but a salon. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, what else is going on with you? Anything else going? Uh, shit, I'm going to pick up my, my car from the paint shop. Okay. This week. What you had to, what, what happened? Uh, you know, you had a little ding in the trunk. Okay. To, to get, you know you. what I'm saying? Uh, smoothed it out and painted over. I mean, okay. you know, it sounds like simple like that, but it's been in the shop for damn near a month. <laughs> you know what wow. I'm <laughs> so uh, I'm happy about going to pick it up and um, get back to it with it. Think I'm uh, right. Think I'm gonna give me some sound. I'm trying to figure out how to put this sound in without making it um, too crazy. Like I don't want no, mm-hmm. I don't want to beat, I don't want to beat the block, but I right. do. I want to feel, I want that shit to feel like Lisa. A step beyond the modern car, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, like a modern mm-hmm. car got some. You know, back in the day, that used to be some beat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For like a young nigga, you got two. Right. You know what I'm saying? Some motherfucker six by nines and shit up in that motherfucker. But you know, I want that shit to feel like you riding in something brand new. You know, it's crystal okay. like okay. crystal clear. You know what I'm saying? Playing a motherfucking. Uh, at most, Dolby got down uh, Apple Music and shit. Mm-hmm. I want to hear that I wanna, shit. Yeah, I want to hear yeah. that shit. Spatial clean. audio. Yeah, yeah spatial yeah, audio yeah, yeah. and shit. Them, you know what I'm talking about? Hit them hi-hats. Yeah, hit yeah. them hi-hats and the bass. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's always good. So, you know, that's I, a good look. I, I want to try to get it to a place where, you know, it's feeling like that inside. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I probably you know, look at, I probably look at, at the rims and stuff this summer. You know, I was going to okay. do it last summer, but, you know, I had to skip last summer. So, um, I think next thing I'm going to do is put the sound in there and, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, elevate my cruising. Some sound and some feet. Let me ask you this. What's your um, what's your sound check record? Just to, just to get your EQ right, just to, you know, just to know... That you where you want to be, like what is the record you using to balance all of that? Like, 
I mean, just to, you know, what I mean? don't use one record to balance, but to balance uh-huh. my equilibrium. Right. If, okay. On, say depending on where I'm ahead. at, depending on where I'm at with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, right now, right say this. now, go, go ahead. ahead. No, uh-huh. go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Ask the question. Fresh out, you know, fresh off the paint job. Mm -hmm. It's been a minute. Mm -hmm. It's the reunion. You Mm -hmm. and Merlot. It's been a little while. It's been a month. Uh You know what I mean? Reunited on some peaches and herb shit. What you go? What you go? Put on for the pull off. I'm gonna put on. Actually, I've been done. I mean, you know, I ain't ain't got the sound in that right now. But you know, Uh but you know, uh huh. In the meantime, um, the interim. In the meantime, uh-huh. so it's hard to play the newer stuff because you ain't got the the, the subwoofer. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's like you know, it's like a, a letdown. So you gotta play some shit that's more amenable to you know what I'm saying a, a flatter mm-hmm. system. You see what I'm saying? So right, I'm a I'm a um I'm a probably play my funk playlist. And okay. the song, you know what I'm saying, one of the songs that I, I like to get into is a Confunction record. And hold on, what's this Confunction record called? Uh, this Confunction record, and it is called, I'm about to get to my playlist right now. This was off the cuff, y'all. Uh, this shit is called Got To Be Enough. And it's a mm. record I heard in the distance as a youngster. But I ain't really, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It wasn't one of the ones I knew. But then I mm-hmm. heard it, I heard it like on a Shazam type shit. And I was like, ooh, wee, mm-hmm. that motherfucker hard. And so I put that in rotation. That's like a, a good to get it started record. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm feeling good, the sun is shining. I'm gonna put that motherfucker on and get that thing going. You know what I mean? And then the rest yeah. of the playlist will take care of itself. Um, I, uh, a couple people, last time I talked about the playlist, a couple people asked me, uh, if I had a link to it, and I do, so right. y'all, y'all want a funk playlist? I got a link to it for if you if you rocking with iTunes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that on the stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? My funk playlist. You know what I'm saying? That's what I use to you know get my my, mm-hmm. my Saturdays going. You know what I mean? Yes. Watch the car like type shit. Yeah, yeah, that's good shit. Yeah. But when I get some sound, the first thing right now, if I got it today. Hmm. <clears throat> What I've I heard, but I haven't heard in no system, mm-hmm. is that goddamn um, the Young Thug album, the Metro Metro Boomin version of the Young Thug album that just came out this summer, and and mm-hmm. they got a couple of tracks, man. That's a, it's a good album, first of all. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't never been in the Young Thug, but you know what I'm saying? The trial going on. We've been talking about it in, at work and shit like that. And I was like, let me go see what this last album talking about. I've heard the stuff that hit, but I never went right. and listened to one of his albums. And so I went and listened to to the to the new album. I'm like, yo, this shit got some joints. Like, this nigga, the nigga actually talented. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hilarious. No, I'm just Hilarious. saying. I'm, you I'm should a, be a character I, witness. I'm, I'm, I'm just a nigga. Just, <laughs> just, 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 you know what I'm saying? Just no. He fucking, gets busy. He gets busy. Just, just recognizing yeah. it. Just discovering it. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Right. I get it. And I'm like this nigga. Actually, this nigga make a record. You know what I'm saying? And and yeah. while you know you we get the song that I would play is is with the racks with Twenty One Savage and Yacht Gotti. That shit so, sound like that shit sound like it got some beat down in it. 
So I think I saw that, but I didn't. Yes. I don't think I heard it because I heard the Young Thug album. So Metro Boomin did his own kind of like a remix album. No, nah, it's kind of like I think, I think it's just organized in the songs that he wanted on there. On there, right? You know what I'm saying? It, I think it's, it's just okay. set up differently. I don't know. I don't think the songs are different. The remix. I think he just had a different way that should have went. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, it's kind of like what they did with the um, Pusha T album when um. You know, Pusha T's last album had half Kanye, half Pharrell. Mm -hmm. So then I think at one point they did it like it was it was sequenced one way. And then maybe a week later, they sequenced it where it's like all Kanye up front and then Pharrell towards mm -hmm. the end. Right. You know what I mean? Like that type of thing. So, yeah. Right. OK, I'm going I'm to check it out. With the Racks is the record. Yeah, with the Racks. It's on, you know, saying that picture when I went back to work, I used that. Song. Uh huh. Yeah. OK, OK. But yeah, it got some yeah. beat down in it. I, I got it. I got to put it in the thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and what I notice about, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times we make big differentiation between the old music and the new music. And uh -huh. and what I'm what I'm learning, like you know, back in the day, you you got a pick of what kind of shit you want to, what kind of feeling you want to have with with the music. You know what I'm saying? Some music has you know a lot of rebelliousness to it. Some music. Had a lot of, you know what I'm saying, a lot of braggadociousness to it. And, you know, you got the chance to take your pick. With the new music, it a lot of people feel like they all saying the same thing. But that's not what I really try to, what I take from the new music. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I take from the new music, especially when I listen to this album, is like, they have a lot of the same energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like I'm trying to do this over here. I'm trying to do this, and then I'm gonna do this. Like a Pac record, like Pac had all these different things. I had a girl record, or this record, or that kind of record. This music is real focused on the energy that they trying to drink, bring to their shit. And you know what I'm saying? And and a lot of times in in this new music, the energy is like I'm here to get something. This is what I desire. You know what I'm saying? That shit is full of desire, whatever the whatever that is. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people take desire as just uh, uh, somebody you want or, you know what I'm saying, something that's want to get you to some, make some babies and shit. But it's really when you're going after something, it's that energy that fuels it from that idea to I'm just trying to, nah, I got to have it. You know what I'm saying? And that's where the desire come in. It's like rocket fuel to a dream. And a lot of times people dream and don't have the desire because it's a lot of times regulated to just one piece of society. And this particular type of music just, it's all, I gotta have it, I gotta, it's all fuel. You know what I'm saying? It ain't got a whole bunch of other stuff, but it got a lot of fuel. And that's what I try to take from it. And when I listen to his record, that shit is all fuel. For you can add whatever dream you want on top of it, but that's what it is. For them, it's whatever they talking about. For me, it's whatever I want. For you, it's whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times we go out to stuff and don't have that fuel, and then it just it falls dry. You know what I'm saying? It's like it it takes more than just the idea. It takes more than just the talent. It takes the fuel to get you there. And you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm hearing in a lot of this shit. All gas, no brakes. I've gas, heard, no I've heard the term aligned action, 
as it relates to like desire and manifestation. It's like, that's the steps right after it. It's like, you know, okay, this is what you want. That's what's in your, that's what's in your sights. Now, what do you need to do to get there? And that, and that's what they call that aligned action. Like, okay, so now you know where you're going. This is what you need to do to get there. And it's going to serve the purpose. Right. And you, hopefully you're going to get what you desire. Right. So, so that's what's up. So that's what you're getting out of this, yeah. particularly this, that, that, uh, and, with and, the racks record and yeah. some of this newer stuff. Just, just the sound. It's like a feeling. You know what I'm saying? It ain't even like the mm. words. It's a feeling. It's the way that okay. Metro Boomin produces. It's, you know what I'm saying? Other producers yeah. that produce like that. It's a feel. Like when you hear it, you know it. You're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I hear it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah. also, it, it just points you to what's missing in some other shit. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, mm. we take that feeling of really wanting something and making it a negative. Like, oh, we shouldn't really want nothing. We should be more humble about shit. You know what I'm saying? But, you know mm. what I'm saying? You need that shit. You know what I mean? You need yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, God it's ain't wrong you, with it. Yeah, God ain't give you dreams just for you to sit, let them be in your notebook and on your laptop and shit. That shit need to get out there and something need to fuel it. Right. I'm with that. I'm with that shit. Yeah, man. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check yeah. it out. I like Metro Booming. I do. Yeah, I Metro, like Metro, Metro Booming. I like, I, like, I like what he has created for, for yeah. himself and the soundscape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you know, again, some people just be like, ah, them niggas just talk about this, just talk about that. But when you hear that shit out loud in the world, and it ain't really necessarily about what the people are saying, it's how they saying mm-hmm. it and how they making other people feel, you start to realize that this shit is bigger than just the words that they saying. Not 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 saying that the industry ain't just throw all one topic on us. Cause I do mm-hmm. feel that way as well, but again, it's a way to look through shit. It ain't. It it doesn't have value because it's all one thing. It's taking some of the one things and and finding the value in it, or not. You know what I'm saying? I just right. happen to find some value in in what Metro Boomin is doing. You know what I'm saying? It really tripped me like when Future had his strong run, and mm-hmm. we was doing this event out in Vegas. And everywhere you went, you heard the future, future, some future record playing in Vegas. And then you start to realize that, nah, this sound is totally different than what else, what else is out there. You know what I'm saying? This is creating a whole fucking lane, you know what I'm saying, in Vegas. You know what I mean? It's like, this ain't just rap music. It's creating something else. It's like, oh, when you hear this, nigga, you want to spend some money, you want to make some money, you right. know what I'm saying? You want right. to partake in this shit. You know Score. What I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this mm-hmm. is different. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, right. and that's what, you know, music does, producers do. Like, when people, like, try to, you know, gauge, was this record better than that record, this artist better than that artist, it's very hard to do that shit sitting at home with your computer and you wasn't outside when that shit was there. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like what what like when you when people start comparing stuff against the chronic, nah, this album was better. I listened to this more than I listened to the chronic. Yeah, right. But in real life, the chronic changed the whole fucking world as far as how people moved and partied and, and fucking did everything. Like that shit changed everything. It was one way niggas was doing the jump jump. 
And then all of a sudden, niggas was just bobbing. You know what I'm saying? And chilling. Mm-hmm. And, you right, know what I'm saying? Right. Niggas wanted girls around at the party. You know what I mean? It was, it was it, niggas started smoking reefer. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was right. different. Niggas got off that cocaine. <laughs> Changed culture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. That shit was, you was moving too fast. You was right. fucking up the vibe with all of that manic energy. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, no, no. Use this. Nigga, calm yeah. down. You know what I'm saying? Right. Take and it the, easy. And the BPMs yeah. are just now starting to creep back up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when they yeah. use a fast BPM, they rap the slow side of it. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's it's more of the like the Philly dance shit and all that shit that's bringing the BPMs back up. Uh huh. Like uh-huh. niggas wasn't on that shit for years in the mainstream of hip hop. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's starting to it's starting to come about. Speaking of um, well, a couple things. I don't know if you would want to do this shit. I ain't trying to add nothing to your workload, but I know you got the funk playlist. But maybe you put together a desire playlist. You know what I'm saying? So cats can kind of see what you're talking about. Um, But, um, (laughs) yeah, I like Metro Boomin, too. I fuck with Metro Boomin. I like what he does with 21 Savage Mm -hmm. a lot. I like how they work together. One of my joints that they do, they got that record Rich Nigga shit. That's my shit. And what I like a lot about that particular record is there's this one sound on there, and you'll know it immediately once you hear it, especially if you're of a certain age. But there's this one sound that I cannot, I don't know what instrument or what type of keyboard produces this. I don't know what the name of the sound is, but it's such a specific sound to old school, like late 80s, early 90s R&B. Mm. It's this one little thing that's going all the way through this record. If you listen to this record, you will know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about if you're from that era. And if you hear it and you know the name of that instrument or that effect, please let me know because I want to be able to search and find more of that shit. (laughs) Like what? You know what I mean? Because it's a a fucking... It's like a... It's like a... You know, it's, it's of a certain era. It's of a certain uh, era. It's like about that, you know it is. You talking about that that uh, eight oh eight? It's a uh, a side a side hit that yeah that that, yeah. It's an eight oh eight. Yeah, it's that a, it's, click, a, it's a side like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. that shit. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, I think we exactly talking about the same about, shit. Yeah, it's a name. It's, it's, it's that, side. Wait, I, I don't know if it's side hit, but it's side something. I'm gonna tell you exactly what it is in a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. We gotta figure that it's shit like, out. In it, real it, life, it, in real life, is when you hit the side of the drum, like the metal part of the drum, instead of the drum okay. part. Okay, like, I can boom, see that. You hit I can it like see a that. little click. Yeah, it's yeah, that. But yeah, that's the yeah. 808 version of it. Okay. Yeah. And the shit is so specific, but when you know it, like to your point, like yeah, you gotta we, we we'll identify either you'll identify it or somebody yeah. if you know what that shit is. Please let me know. <laughs> but um. Speaking of production, right? Because, you know, like I said, I've been, you know, kind of on this little creative curiosity wander, mm-hmm. wander about, right? Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that I was listening to is a podcast called What Had Happened Was mm-hmm. by um, Open Mike Eagle. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a rapper from Chicago. He's been doing these things. He's been doing this like the fourth season of this particular podcast. The first one pulled me in. He basically, he sits down with a producer or a creative that, you know, helmed an album or go through their catalog and they talk about, you know, what had happened was like, what's the creative thought behind it? What was the... What was the approach to this record? Blah, blah, blah. And they kind of just give you the behind the scenes of how this record was made. So the first season was like Prince Paul. Um, I know they did one, I think, with LP for like Company Flow. They did one with Dante Ross, I guess, for, you know, he a and all a bunch of Tommy Boy shit. But this most recent one that just rapped was um, Quest Love. And he talks about the first four Roots records, Organics, Do You Want More, Illadelph, Half-Life, and Things Fall Apart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Questlove is always good at that. <clears throat> you know, He's a liner note, like, he's the liner notes personified. He's always going to give you the basically, and this is what happened, and this is the story behind this, and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. What I appreciate about it is because those particular, Do You Want More to Things Fall Apart, I came to Organics a few years late, but Do You Want More particularly, that was how I discovered the roots. I remember that shit. Uh, I might have stole that album, I think, honestly. I think I stole that. <laughs> it was a stealing Roof money. Theory and, um, and Faith Evans all on the same day. I think that, and I just remember, like, what I liked about the Root shit was, because they would play, they, had, they were live. They played, like, they had little jazz elements to it, so they played live instrumentation. So it felt, it felt a little highbrow. Like, it felt like some shit, like, I could actually let some of the older people that I knew listen to it. I could put them on, no, this shit here, I think you might appreciate this. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was just a, it was a vibe to it, but they they didn't, you know, they didn't hold back on the lyricism or the hip-hop of it all. It was just a good hybrid of it. Like, it wasn't, it was live hip-hop without it sounding like jazzy-ass live hip-hop. It had jazz elements, but it wasn't... It is a, there's a thin line. Mm-hmm. They still had the the, the boom-bap. Anyway, so that was a big album from uh, uh, that I liked, and, like, Illadelph Half-Life is, like, that dropped when I was in freshman year in college. I, you know what I mean? I got a bunch of friends from Philly, and, and then I think, you know, when I was at college, I seen The Roots live for the first time. So particularly those first few albums... I was a super diehard fan, right? And it was just dope albums. And it was just like such a specific sound. So they hear him talk about it. And then they hear him talk about, and I guess also because I read the Black Thought book too, so it was like a little compliment to the whole shit. But just they hear any creative, but particularly this Quest Love run, this Roots run, talk about all of the like, anxiety and the second thoughts and the, oh, that really only happened because of this and this is how this happened and all of that shit. Like, it just puts it into greater perspective. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool, at least for me, like when you just, just in this moment of creation to hear other creators, people that have architected shit that you really fuck with and Mm -hmm. to hear how they got to it and how they may have stumbled into it or how they may have tried some shit go and then he'll reveal like you know that ain't nothing but this you know that basically came from that mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's just like wow that's kind of dope 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking with that. That's so, that's a that's something to check out. Right. So to answer your question, that instrument is called uh, a rim shot. That's an 808 rim shot. So 808 rim shot. Because I've yeah. heard of a you know rim shot is so many different yeah type the, of you know the, yeah, the live one is when they uh-huh. hit the side of the the rim yeah. the rim of the drum. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like a click. Right. <clears throat> it's that. And but this one is yeah. that's the 808 version of a rim shot. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now that shit. I'm about to try to find some other <laughs> records that got that shit because it took me right back. Like it took me back to like I feel like that's like the Al B. Shaw era. You know what I mean? Like that type of you know. It just was like oh they and they killed it, especially to be like you know from this era. They they use such an element that was it reminds me of like 30 years ago. Um, shit, we ain't gonna go 30 years. We we will, but before we go thirty years, let's let's take it back to twenty nineteen, to the good old was it Oklahoma? Where we at? North Dakota? Where we ask this every week. We are in North yeah, Dakota. No, North Dakota. They live in North Minnesota, Dakota. but you know the action was mm-hmm. in North Dakota up at the Tillman Ranch. The Tillman Ranch. This is the finale of Fargo. <sighs> yeah. Interesting finale, man. What did you think? How did you feel? Let's talk about it. Well, generally, over top, you know, overarching, I was generally satisfied with this season. You know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. entertained. You know what I'm saying? It didn't lose me. I, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't blowed. I was, you know, I anticipated every episode. You know, I was, I'm new to Fargo. I mean, I saw the Chris Chris Rock season, but, you know, as a, mm-hmm. you know, as a active viewer, I was new to it. And I didn't know how I was going, you know, this, you know, these weird talking, you know what I'm saying? F- funny place, funny place living, you know, actors. I, I don't know what's going on, but it was intriguing. They did a excellent job with the, the beauty of the shots. Um, you know, I'm not sure if that accent felt real to the people who, who actually live it, but to the foreign ear, it sounded like a real accent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. uh, I thought you know they didn't play their hand to where you knew what was gonna go on too fast. You know what I'm saying? They brought in a little science fiction with reality. It was dope, man. I liked it. Okay, I got a question for you. So you said you're you're new, you're new to the Fargo world. You know, you watched the Chris Rock season, you watched this season. Mm-hmm. Would you, based on that? Would you go back and watch the first two seasons and or the movie? I would. I would. I would watch the. Okay. I'm going to watch the movie next, and then I, I'll okay. double back and check some of the other seasons. I actually watched the Chris Rock season again just with fresher eyes. Mm. Because I didn't, you know, right. I was, you know, I ain't you know, really, I didn't really see, I didn't know the world that was that it was built out of. You know what I'm saying? I just right. watched it for right. what it was because it was Chris Rock. It was black people. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would have to revisit that one. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I liked uh, what's my man's name from um, from Cooley High. Uh, what's my man? Glenn Terman. Uh-huh. Glenn Terman was good on that. He did his thing. I think my favorite. I don't know what season it is, but I think my favorite one was the one with um, <clears throat> with Bokeem Woodbine. Is it Bokeem? Yeah, it's Bokeem Woodbine. Um, 
Kristen Dunst, Jesse Plemons. You be knowing, you be knowing them was, names, boy. Yeah, for the moment, I mean, I try to, I try to, you know what I'm saying? I be stuck. I yeah, be I like, yeah, you to. know the motherfucker from. <laughs> Right, right. The, the nigga that look like Elmer Fudd. Right. Or the Porky Pig looking nigga. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, Jesse Plemons. Uh, what was I going to say? But yeah, I liked it. I thought it was, <clears throat> I thought it was good. There was a couple things where I was kind of like, <sighs> there was a couple moments where I was just a little like, ah, like or just, yeah, yeah. okay. All right, so. I, there was a moment where I was like, ah, damn, Lamorne. I had to Lamorne this nigga. I didn't even go wit. I was sick at Lamorne. Man, I was knew, like, come on, man. You were surprised I by that. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Man. Well, I, I felt like it was coming. I just hoped it wouldn't happen. Man. Nigga, you need yeah, to I go just watch felt, the and it was like, dog. And if you want to see I the know, man you got to do this palate <laughs> cleanser. Yeah, it's the chaser. The I needed that chaser because I'm like, he had too much time. He had too much time to go ahead and sh- kill Roy Tillman. But they, see, they again, wanted to bring him this to justice. The they want he wanted to bring him to justice. All, I mean, they all did. That's why she shot him in the stomach. That yeah, but she was about to finish him until they pulled up. Hey, she was ready to finish him. She was. She. I think she was going to give it to him. Right. She's about to. She's about to let him have it. And then they pulled up the the cavalry or whatever. And she's like, no, no, no. You know, like you know. And then he <clears throat> he should have at least shot my man in the, in the knee, knee or at least the, in the hand, something to get rid of that. You know. And then the way because Roy is slick as a, a snake. And he was smooth with my man. Shot, he shot his gun. I thought Roy at least got shot. Roy somehow dodged the bullet and and stabbed my man in the chest. And in the worst, the insult to injury is when you get stabbed in the chest, or you get particularly when you get stabbed in the chest, and you're gonna have to bleed out. It's gonna take a minute. It's gonna hurt when the when the assailant hits you with the. Just breathe deep. It's all right now. Take it off. It's over for you. You know what I mean? Just fade like, out, brother. Like, Just, am I you know, the servant of am I a servant of the Lord? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Come on. Samuel Jackson <laughs> yeah. shit. You don't need to do that. You don't need to hit me with the yeah, man. Nah, he ain't had no choice, man. This nigga been hobbling the whole season, man. Everybody else got <laughs> shot, got over their wounds, and was back to normal. You know what I'm saying? Even the old husband got shocked, fell off the roof. Nigga, he back at the grocery store, nigga. You know what I'm talking <laughs> Chilling. <laughs> Chilling. But you know what I'm saying? But they got the black man hobbling the whole season, nigga. He never All got up. through the thing. Months been, and that's what pissed me off. He been this getting fucked up for 500 years, and he's still coming through clean. Smooth. Smooth. That's what pissed me off. couple things. One... The fact that you hobbled out, right? You've been shot. You hobbled. You know what could happen to you. You got the hobble, the limp to prove it. I feel like you should be a little quicker on the trigger. No doubt. Just more proactive with your self-preservation. But there's a part of me that just took it as a thing where I was like, it was almost like a commentary of real life. It was like a commentary for oppression, you know, because this like 
He was the man behind the badge. I guess both of them had a badge. But he was in the absolute right with everything he did. My man had a weapon. Mm -hmm. He told him to drop the weapon. We've seen this in the opposite direction. You'd have been popped six times. Mm -hmm. He got the weapon. You were in the full right. This guy is a deadly weapon. Pop him. Put him down. Like, get it done. But you can't get it done. The system is not going to let you win. Then Mm -hmm. it's the other part about it where it's like, it's almost as though he was like leading man adjacent because he was there, but he wasn't there. He was the guy that was recurring from the first episode, damn near to the, I mean, to the cool. last Whit? episode. I don't think he took an oh, episode. Yo, in yeah. The yeah, in the season, yeah. Yeah, Wit was yeah, but, there. But Wit was there being hapless the whole time. I, I, so I just told you all of them was inept. Yeah, man, but it just felt like a stuffed soup. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> my, 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 what the fuck is you here the, for? The, 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 theme, the theme of the show was for all mm. the men. No man was going to be a hero in that show, dog. It don't fit the theme. The theme was for the yeah. women. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The yeah, women yeah, had to win. Point. That was that was the the way of the show. Like that was the whole the whole point. Like when she saved him in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Every man in right. that motherfucker was in that the the billionaire husband, the goddamn her husband, motherfucking Gator. Motherfucking wit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Got damn yeah. Munch partner. You know what I'm saying? Munch was probably right. the only salvageable motherfucking male in the series. That's the other thing I want to talk about. But uh, we'll <laughs> get to you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> when it got real, almost got real cartoonish with Munch. Like all of a sudden, it was a weird thing. Because it was a weird thing. Like, this whole domesticated goon now, like he's like he's almost like a stray dog that y'all done y'all done broke down to where you could pet him. You know what I mean? Like why you say it he was, was domesticated? Cause he was domestic. Like Monk, Monk was like a killer, right? Who spoke in tweets mm-hmm. and would kill, right? Now towards the end of the shit, he and this bitch making drop biscuits with honey. Well, 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 you can't I'm not gonna lie. It like that. He showed up to kill her. He showed up to kill her, but he then he wound up at the dinner table and like she, give it. It turned the damn into a spinoff. Yeah, it but, turned into like the <laughs> wacky next door neighbor. That's the you point. Know what I'm saying the, the like, whole point was she outwitted everybody to make it back home safely. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Out the whole show, she's outwitted the billionaire mother in law, the her everybody. She outwitted everyone, and here come Munch shows up at the crib after a year. That she done forgot about this shit. He came to settle the debt because he went to kill her motherfucking ass, and she got away. And you know, as they sat, he began to look at his life. You know what I'm saying? You know how you go into somebody else's house and you start looking back at your own shit. Like, damn, this is nice. Mm-hmm. I ain't mm-hmm. never seen no shit like this. You cooking? You making this shit from scratch? Really? How you do that? So this nigga tells his story. He's been. He ate sin 500 years ago of a rich yeah. man's sin. So all he's been living now is the is the sins of a rich man. And he can't even die. The nigga don't even sleep. That's what they showing us. Like, the nigga don't even sleep. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
So for five, this nigga said he he was over that motherfucker eating fleas. Nigga, you can't even get a can't even take a hunger pang yes. out with a flea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, this nigga yeah, imagine. doing what the fuck he can. Get on the boat, come over this motherfucker, live with the Indians, and then of course his friends over here killed all the Indians. Now he back alone. This nigga's just alone, walking the earth, can't sleep. All he could do is fucking the shit that he do, sin and kill motherfuckers. So right. So as she's listening to his story and breaking that shit down, she found a way to out to outwit him. To you know, what I'm saying to to actually, you know what? I thought I needed to fight this fool and outwit this fool when really, this fool just needs some love. Ain't never mm-hmm. had it, you know what I'm saying? And he showed a piece of it when he got revenge for the old lady on Gator. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he fell for the love. That was the the, the end of the show. You know what I'm saying? That love can defeat all. And you don't have to be Roy Tillman to be a bad motherfucker. That seemed like the messaging of the show. And I got that. And like I said, <laughs> I'm split on it. I no, 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 I got that. I did because I thought, okay, I get it. It's a nice little parable, and it, you know, what I mean, it brings things home. It just felt a little. It felt like an off note. It just felt like. <clears throat> Tone wise, it just was just like it didn't it didn't line up. But I got it. It was a cool way, you know. He told his story, and to your point, your love conquers all. Have a honey biscuit, and the, like I said, them biscuits look good and hearty, you know. But it was just like, um. It was like, it was kind of like, um, it just felt off. It just felt off. It felt like he wasn't, at the end of it all, his character, they just defanged him a little bit. That's it. It was what it was. They defanged all of the niggas, man. All of them. Every last one. Yeah, I guess so. They they went to Roy. ass Wayne. Went to Roy. Go ahead. you know what I'm saying? Present his life of hell for the next the rest of his life. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and people be like, you know what I mean? Like, this nigga shit ain't never be coming home. Period. Nah, nah, this nigga had a well full be... of dead bodies. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A dead officer in the well. In the in the right. little thing. When is he coming out? This nigga ain't coming home. It's over. This nigga killed his father. It's, over. it's gonna be a bad time. He killed yeah. his father-in-law, the police, on the way out. He got a a, mm-hmm. a, a, a grave full of motherfuckers. The, the patch-eyed motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? The, yeah. the wrong body they took from the goddamn hospital. You know what I'm saying? Right. Plus everybody right. else th- who was there long enough for her, to have a, for her to have a bone in her hand. Like, shit. Right. So yeah, man. that nigga should never be coming home, ever. They shouldn't even have to worry about him coming home. She shouldn't have to pull no strings, but she went and pulled a bunch of strings to make his life miserable in the jail. Pan, yeah. she said she paid commissary for A block, B block, <laughs> D block. All of them. <laughs> All of <blocks>. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody eating. Everybody eating. And I told him this to keep you alive, just to tear your ass, just to bring you within an inch of your life 
every two weeks. <laughs> just cause. Just cause. You, I, I liked her because she, as uh, contrary to Monk or Munch or whatever my man's name is, she kept the same energy from beginning to end. I mean, she had a little moment where she got a little bit, she gave Dot a hug. Right. But even after that, she kind of dusted that off too. Got she back like, to all right, you know now, I mean? all right, little, now enough. Okay, yeah. now it's little icy it hot. <laughs> yeah, come on now, take but it she easy. She respect her. She respect her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She respected what she went through. She knew it wasn't no cakewalk. And what she um, went through to get up out of there. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, she, she know the yeah. story. She know she, you know what I'm saying, killed much partners. You know what I'm saying? Shot Roy in the stomach. She done shit. Doc got bodies. Oh yeah, oh, and then Doc could get through it. Doc could get through. It. She resilient. She resilient to the motherfucker. So uh, yeah, overall, overall it was cool. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I did. I had my, my, you know, I told you my two qualms, but overall, <laughs> I, I mean, it was cool. I started with those qualms. I left them alone. Top of the season, cause gotcha. That yeah. shit was already. It was already there, you know what I'm saying? Black man got shot first thing up, nigga. First time we seen him on the screen, yeah. pow! You know? Yeah. So yeah. you already knew what was coming. So old Gator, and this was the trip part. How old mm-hmm. Gator? Hey, Gator been Gator the whole while, but you know he part of the family. Gator got sympathy at the end. She gonna bring him oatmeal cookies to the jail. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? Black man ain't getting no yeah. sympathy, no mercy, goddamn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Oh, you talking about homie with the hat? With no, the wit. ten gallon hat. Wit. Oh, oh that Whitley. nigga. I don't know yeah. what happened. That nigga. He just. Yeah, I don't know where he. He at. got outwitted yeah, a few times. They just didn't show him no more. <laughs> yeah. Um. When when pops killed the brother, I mean the father-in-law though. When Roy killed the father-in-law, Roy is he loved talking shit after a kill. First of all, but uh, I like that little scene where you know O'Head was they was they were you know going back and forth. O'Head was square. Was, was like, like niggas, let's square yeah, up then. Take take your teeth out so we could we could get it in. And my man was like, I bet I ain't never heard nobody say no shit like that. Take your teeth out so we could get it in. That was crazy. That motherfucker hit you with the with the sling blade. Yeah. Got that whole jugular gone. Yeah, bleed yeah. out. I forget what he said to him, but he said some shit. And you ain't talking shit now, yeah. you old motherfucker. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he'll tell you, he'll get to you. But you can't oh, talk shit, shit dead, nigga. Yeah, exactly. He good for it after the fact. It could hit your ass. That nigga just killing niggas. I'ma kill niggas in front yeah. of the police. Fuck it. Yep. Fuck it. It is what it is. I told you it's war. I told you what you gonna expect when you come on here. Yeah, and I killed your father, shorty. Go yeah, go she somewhere. Saw that. What are you doing? Yeah, you know. He like, don't you know make me chase you. Yeah, what's wrong with you? So yeah, anyway. so he, he he went out with a blaze, you know what I'm saying? Black cop, you know, went out how he went out. Uh-huh. Dottie back home making biscuit biscuits and shit. You know what I'm saying? Everybody uh-huh. good. The motherfucking the the indebted police got her a new job with the rich lady you know what I'm saying she probably be driving a Porsche soon so all's well that ends well in the white world <laughs> let's take it now let's go to south side south side go to, there you go Queens go to, get the money Queens. Mm-hmm. 
Word up. Uh, so, Kanan, let me start off by saying this, man. Go ahead. We've already established that Raising Kanan is probably the best show in the power universe. That's mm-hmm. that's that's off top. You know what I'm saying? A lot of attention to details. Um, you know what I'm saying? Pretty much, I mean, they're good with the form of, of the look and feel of the, the 90s. You know what I'm saying? They bring in the fashions. You know what I'm saying? There was a couple of choices this year that I didn't agree with, but it's okay. Like, they had the fives, like, unique hat on the fives, black and gray, with, like, a Louis, with an MCM sweatsuit and shit. And it was like, mm. nah, niggas wouldn't have wore that together. But it's okay. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> niggas weren't going to wear black and gray shoes with a black and brown suit. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't going to happen. Mm. That wasn't going to happen. But it's okay. So... You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Fifty. You look the other way. Yeah, look the other, other way. way. And actually, like, they didn't show it on screen. That was like a like a a, fi- a picture that was still. Yeah, it was like a still. Okay. So you know what I'm saying? It was something that didn't show up on TV no way. So I can't even count okay. that. So you know what right. I'm saying? Shout out to Fifty Cent. You know what I'm saying for providing his life story for the for fifth time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As we get deeper into it, you know what I'm saying? And um, so. This particular episode, man, shit, where do I want to start? I'm going to start with my favorite character, Uncle Marvin, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout okay. out to Uncle Marvin. Marvin. Real quick. Is, go ahead. Real quick, real quick. You said that shit. Because I, I was going to ask you that as we faded, but we transitioned too quick. But do you have a favorite character from this past season of Fargo? If so, who is it? Shit, nigga. The Mama and Munch. I like Dottie. I like Dottie. I like Dottie. I like Roy. I'm not gonna lie. I like Roy yeah, too. I did like Roy. I did. I like these motherfuckers, man. I like these. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like. Good. I didn't like these end up ass niggas, but yeah, wit, yeah, yeah, but, damn you know wit. but yeah, <laughs> but I, I like these motherfuckers. I even liked Indira. But I, I even like, liked Indira. She, yeah, yeah, I did yeah. like Indira. But I like Munch uh-huh. because he was almost science fiction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but playing okay. and like he, they mix science fiction with a real world thing, and you, you know, what I'm saying you couldn't tell is this nigga five hundred years old or not. And it turns out he was. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's wild. So, All right, so go ahead, Marvin. So, uh, I'm just gonna start with Marvin because he's the most solid nigga on the show. You know what I'm saying? Okay. He's just spot his business. That's they. That's the people say nowadays. He stand on business, and you know what I'm saying. Stand got, on business, and he got a hive. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying. So, Marvin, you know, said so he got a hive. He got a heart. He had a heart. Oh, oh okay. okay. Like, actually, no Marvin had a hive. Okay. No, nah, he had a heart. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, yeah. It's for like sure. real people. He's that, it's like real people that I knew. You know what I'm saying? Them niggas was in the game okay. and they was doing their thing, but they actually raised their kids and fucking took care mm-hmm. of you and loved you and. And fucking had a heart. You know what I'm saying? Had some morals of scruples about themselves. So, you know, Marvin goes up to, you know, check on his 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 uh, his white accountability accountability partner. Right. He got the kids outside in the car while he in the house doing dope. 
You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. mobbing like, man, come on. Now, y'all come on in this house, man. They say it make no goddamn sense. Hey, nigga, what you doing, man? Nigga, pull your shit. Get your shit together, nigga. You know what I'm saying? He gave him a real right. black man. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. <laughs> a tongue, talking to. Yeah, exactly. A tongue thrashing. Exactly. Nigga, get your uh-huh. shit together, right. nigga. She got right. these kids out here in the driveway. Folks, what's wrong with you? Why he, wrong with why you. He these com- babies ain't got no shoes on? <laughs> nah, go ahead. I'm just <laughs> Conveniently <laughs> finds a box of corn flakes to nibble on as he do it. <laughs> right. We're going to eat something. You're going to have a, a snack. Yeah. 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 It's in the box of cornflakes. Nigga, did you ask? He's like, right. Nigga, right. you know how it be, boy. Once your ass, once nigga find out you on drugs, nigga, that becomes day house. Yeah, it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> nigga, nigga. We ransacking. <laughs> this shit is not no longer yours, man. You got to uh-uh. bow down, nigga, because you on dope. You a junkie. You know what I'm saying? That's oh, how niggas man. feel. So Marvin had to go say to white man, which I believe is going to be, you know. I, I, Downfall. I, I, you know what I'm saying? It feels like niggas getting set up to to lose Uncle Marvin to some ghetto warfare. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It feels like on the streets well. or something because mm-hmm. it's like, come on. Like, he the only one they, they having us invest in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this nigga is the heart of the show, yeah, damn near. Yeah. Well, there's a few hearts, but he's one of the yeah, he's one of the like real deal. To your point, he, he, dynamic. He's a dynamic character. See the thing that, about the thing about a lot of things about this show is that uh-huh. a lot of these characters line up to life, real people. You know what I'm saying? Real life shit it ain't like they just made some shit up and it's just just out there on some old borderline uh, fantasy shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like Marvin is perfectly suited in the role and and how they dress him and how they put him together because it's like mm-hmm. he he mom he one of them guys that was say older than me right he like older little old he probably mm-hmm. from the disco era but he's still young enough mm-hmm. when the shit done changed over the hip hop and you know what I'm saying life is changing but he you can see how he dress he still dress a little too mature for you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying he not he don't dress like unique unique was fully no. hip hop. You know what I'm saying, nigga. Right. So right. It, but but Marvin dressed like you know he's he he you know he he halfway trying to dress up from the old days, but then keep it cool at the same time with his chains on. So right. So he right there in the mix. You know what I'm saying. So um, you know he trying to say the white guy and, and that story gonna be hell for Marvin. It's, it's just I I could see a lot of bad things happening for Marvin fucking around with with my man. You know what I'm saying? And the cops are circling him, too. Yeah, you they know, circling him. FBI got these. Yeah. And this nigga's a liability. He on dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So so you got that. You know what I'm saying? He, he you know, he, he trying to be a father. You know what I'm saying? Overzealous. You know what I'm saying? Fucking shit up at, at Jukebox job. Singing with the old, you know what I'm saying? Hip-hop producer lady. Um... Motherfucking, um, then he stepped, he got to step to Lulu. Yeah, Lulu. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, went over there running your motherfucking mouth, man. You got to make this shit right. Damn, what, huh? Yeah, yeah. Lulu don't even remember that shit. Drunk. Got the alcohol amnesia. Right. He don't know what happened. He I, don't remember being anywhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even Just, know they still made alcoholics like that, but they do. <laughs> yeah, shit there. Yeah, he chased that with some dementia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nigga don't know what's going on. Like, what is the what is the world? 
But uh, and out, you know, with the loot thing, so he make them have to get things right. Cause fortunately, old Detective Howard, you know, this motherfucker is all hands on deck. This nigga, he he's don't so miss far nothing. He got yeah, he don't miss nothing. <laughs> this motherfucker is playing. What's the game? Was it Pong or whatever? Where you gotta just keep the shit he from moving? That- like he just got a bunch of. He playing that What's shit. It with, I don't remember the name of it when the motherfucking shits pop up out the ground like the little groundhogs. You got to hear them and shit. Little whack a mole. Whack a mole. That yeah, nigga he, playing whack a mole. Whack a mole. So he see, oh shit, they go fucking. Uh, what's my man's? What's my man's name that got Scrap. killed? Um, Scrap. Scrap. Oh damn, that's Scrap's mom's with Peck. What the fuck? Right, let me. Talking, he know. He know everything. Now. He know everything, but nobody know him. But he know everything, which is right. interesting. And though, and the people, and the people that he work with, they detectives, but they have no clue. Right. So he's like, you know what? Let me go over here. I'm gonna bring Pat. Come over here. Let me handle this. You do this. They want to talk to you. He spin him. He take Scraps moms into the interrogation room. Get the information out of her. You know, look, this is what's gonna be. But don't tell nobody else but me, because you don't want to look like a snitch out here in these streets. Right. You know what I mean? You think this you're talking just to the me. police? Mm-hmm. But this is that's it's beyond the police. This is black man, the black woman. This is us. Mm-hmm. This is us, ma. I got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Boom. Now I gotta go see Rock. <clears throat> Rock, yo, your boy Lou, motherfucker out here wilding out, drunk to the motherfucker, then wound up sitting in a recliner crying and confessing. <laughs> Good thing. I seen, I got to pick it off. I played interference and it didn't go anywhere. It's going to stop with me, but we got to right this wrong immediately. Mm-hmm. So then now, you know, rock, rock like nigga. First of all, don't admonish me, nigga, because you only, you only really concerned because you know you should have fall, you should have crumbled because the whole reason is you did this, that, da, 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 da. Rock got receipts. She's motherfucker. <laughs> her, her mind is like an elephant. Man. So then, boom, she go tell, she tell Marvin, you got to tell Lou, he got to make it right. Lou, Lou show up to the, to the damn near intervention, to the, to the make good of it all, still drinking and drunk. You know, like he's all the way in his bag as an alcoholic now, like he's off the deep end. So this nigga so drunk, I'm thinking he going to fall up the stairs. He's stumbling but when it came time to kill, he got that shit. He got his Roy Tillman on he, that motherfucker. He, Bing. He did yeah. what they be saying out here. He pushed her wig back. That that wig was linked. <laughs> Word. That Word. shit was linked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That shit was all the way That shit was linked. Yeah. <laughs> Took a top off. Yeah. Took a whole top off and crashed her through that damn glass coffee table. Shout out to all of the glass coffee tables that was half hazard. Half uh, opulent, <laughs> you know what I mean, centerpiece in many living rooms across the world. But yeah, that glass coffee table going through it. Whoever set that up, man, I think that was they did their thing with that because it it looked real. It looked like that was a a good crash black, and, and good black yeah. crash. Yeah, yeah, that worked out. That worked out. But yeah, and Lou stumbled back into the car. Handled start, his business. Start seeing ghosts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Saw yeah, scrap start seeing old scrap in the like, window. This shit yeah. just get worse and worse. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. he ain't helping nothing, ain't fixing nothing. The more he, mm-hmm. the more he go through it, shit, he gotta take more bodies. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Past the point of no return at this point. Right. You know, it's just, it's a damn shame. Right. We're going to see what's going to happen to him. Um, What else? So we got... uh, We're back at the department. Yeah. Back at the department. You know what I'm saying? See old... um, Ronnie and Kanan got the operation going. And... Yeah. Old Paul got some shit to say. Paul, Paul is the Paul dispatch guy, yeah, the, the messenger guy. Yeah, who he, he yeah, took yeah, over yeah. his business. Uh-huh. Like, right, you know what I'm saying? You know, last time he's like, "You gonna tell the police?" And Ronnie ain't like that, but can't straighten it. No. But now Ronnie is back to like, "Nigga, we gonna clean this shit up." So, um, they they go and rustle Paul up. You know what I'm saying? And and mm-hmm. make him piss himself. You know what I'm saying? Which was mm-hmm. was odd. They said it, but there wasn't nothing wet on the couch or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, nigga, where's the yeah. visual to this? Because I'm just trying to believe this like it's a play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Hey, nigga, y'all did not do the rest of the work. But Right. Where's the continuity? <laughs> yeah. But I get What's it. What's going on? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to let y'all yeah. get a pass. I like the show now. <laughs> So. Ronnie got a little bit of OCD too. You see, yeah. you see that one moment where he dragged my man out the thing, right. but then he take my man's jacket, puts it back on the hook. We see like some old being in jail shit a whole lot of well, times. His well, cell probably was very tidy, right? But yeah. it ain't even just jail. See, here's the thing, man. I, well, I say Marvin's my favorite character. I like Ronnie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ronnie is playing a role you don't get to see much on TV. You know what I'm saying? But I know these people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there are people mm-hmm. out here in this world like this. You know what I'm saying? They're a little awkward, but they going to take that shit to the edge of the earth to do what they trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, a lot of times niggas ain't finna fuck with them. They going to take that shit. They going to squash the earth with this shit. And they just look regular. In the, in the, back in the 80s, it was like, you know what I'm saying? One nigga who had a spot. You know what I'm saying? I, it's just funny because I don't even want to say his name now. It's 30 years later. You know what I'm saying? But mm, but a nigga do. like Vicious Vi, right? Vicious Vi was, okay. he ran Vicious Funk DJs. He he wasn't going to have on nothing but ever but some, some some jeans and a white T-shirt. Ever. You know what right. I'm saying? You know, that's just getting fresh. You know what I'm saying? And and even when he put some links on, that shit going over a white T-shirt. is like not even like where you look like, oh, that nigga cool. Nah. But Vicious Vibe was a nigga you ain't really want to fuck with. You know what I'm saying? He had his shit set up. This shit nigga shit was organized in a motherfucker. They had a spot in Scott Projects. And I'm, I'm sorry for going off the show, but I just want They had a spot in Scott Projects where in between the buildings, they had two tables set up. One take the money, one give you the dope, right? And it was a $20 Coke spot, and he ain't accept nothing but $20 bills. You can't come in there with mm-hmm. n- ain't no change, nigga. It's nothing but no 20 tens. Nah, nigga, mm-hmm. $20 bills. And mm-hmm. and niggas had to follow the rules. You know what I'm saying? Niggas was right. and nigga had nigga had like like TV like a line of people buying ready to buy cocaine, not a club. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And shit was crazy, but he was that dedicated and that focused to organize this shit in that way. And it reminds me of a cat like Ronnie, you know what I'm saying? Because this nigga was not worried about no style, none of that shit, just business. 
But any other way, I digress. So, um, <clears throat> so Ronnie, his, you know, he, he he take care of Paul, and then here come Famous trying to get his little stuff, trying to pack up and leave his own apartment. You know what I'm saying? So Ronnie, like nigga, where you going? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I guess Candy ain't tell him he kicked him out. So so. Uh, fucking famous is like I'm, I'm, you know, my mom. I'm going to my mom's. You know, she misses me. <laughs> that nigga Ronnie, like she mm-hmm. misses you, nigga. What does she miss about you, nigga? <laughs> like, what's, what's, what's anything to miss about you? Like, I got a mama. Damn. She don't miss me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, damn, dude, you got a mama. <laughs> damn, right, I guess a nigga right. would have a mama, but <laughs> you type of nigga don't seem like he got a mama, but. <laughs> So, you know what I'm saying? Now, Ronnie pressing, famous, famous, looking at Candy like, help me, nigga, help me. Right, right, <laughs> right. What's going on, Pop? Please step in. Kanan Talk like, to your mans. Candy like, ah, shit. No, he shouldn't really be pressing fame like this, but I enjoy it. And, you know, eventually he steps in and stops it. You know what I'm saying? Frame, yeah, man. go home to hey, his mom. They doing famous so dirty this season. Damn <laughs> him up, man. He getting so violated, man. It's a damn shame. But you see that, you see that when right. friends fall out or one the friends turn into a a bully versus bully dynamic, and it's like uh, damn near Stockholm syndrome friendship type shit, mm. and it's fucked up, man. Because that was your man. That was your man. Right. And now. He's an underling. You know what I mean? Well, you got yeah. to practice somewhere. You got to practice your deviousness somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I guess you need a you need a stunt dummy. <laughs> you know, a crash test dummy. You know, I tell you one thing. Jukebox ain't about to be the one. Nah, so ju- love jukebox you. come through to yeah. the pot, man. Nigga, what the fuck going uh-huh. on up in here? You know what I'm saying? Bitch-ass niggas. Nigga, you're just, a, you're just a little nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trying to impress your mammy. <laughs> nigga, fuck, mm-hmm. I see your motherfucking-ass nigga now. What? What you gonna do, nigga? Wanna be a thugster? You wanna take that? Why you? Why you? Why you do Aisha like that, nigga? Right, right. Aisha, What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Ronnie looking at this situation uh, like, do I need to intervene? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I gotta handle this because I, you know, I handle shit. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll I'll get this out the way. I don't feel no allegiance to none of these. But he also was probably looking like, oh, this, 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 this is people. You know what I'm saying? I wonder how he watching how Kanan handle shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so yeah, so Kanan had to let him know, nah, nigga, that's fam, nigga. I handle my own family, nigga. You ain't got to worry about Mm -hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? Which introduces a little point of friction between Kanan and Ronnie. For the future, what the family angle like? Just, just, Kanan just, actually has a family. Just he stepped to him like nigga, nah, you don't fuck with my family, right? Like that's a rule, right? Now nah, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, mm-hmm. in TV, rules are meant to be broken. Like they don't just throw shit out there like that just for mm. for for sake, right? You know what I'm saying, right? That's where because mm-hmm. he just killed his brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he just let yeah. he just let the bodega lady boost him up. You know what I'm saying? And put him in position because he killed his brother. And he probably going to kill Pernisa. You know what I'm saying? So he don't look at family like that. So that's a conflict. Yeah, they in the way. Because family don't look at him like that. He said it. My moms don't fuck with me like that. 
My moms don't miss me. But, but, but I'm he saying. T- he look like a motherfucker who moms don't miss him. Right. You know what I mean? He ain't miss him. He ain't getting too many hugs. Yeah. But even that, there's probably was animosity between him and Unique. Unique probably got at least 1,100 more hugs than Ronnie got. Because Ronnie probably been off since a kid. Ronnie Ronnie was dope boy, and fucking Unique was Exactly. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly where it all started. That's where the two different branches, exactly. Right. Um, yeah, man, but that shit crazy. Um, speaking of jukebox and old, what, Aisha, a.k.a. pukebox, which is funny. <laughs> um, and then what's my other, what's the other girl's name? I forget her uh, name. What, Carla the, or K, the, somewhere the K. Something with a K. Homegirl's gunning for that number one spot. As, you as, see as, at the end. As my man on the internet who do he who be doing the um the cane and recaps and shit. He was like, uh-huh. Yeah, she wanted to get her cheeks clapped. <laughs> yeah. And she did. Look like she did. She was like, Oh, you like a bold woman, you gonna enjoy me. <laughs> like I like how she, you know, she playing her little role, like her, you know, her little animosity. Hopefully, I'm curious if her and Jukebox is going to get it in. Man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I do like how they... of a whole situation. It could be. It could be. It seems like there's, there's a little... Uh, there's little seeds being built. Just like how I still feel like there's that little tension between Rock and Juliana. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which... Bodega girl. I called it. I called it though. Yeah, you did. Juliana yeah. and old Ronnie. I see. I seen the shit going ass, down. I'm like weird ass hookup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocky is basically Rocky and Adrian again, but the new age Southside Queens version. You know yeah. what I mean? Again, love on the spectrum. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just some different motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Two two misfits. I don't, don't say that, but uh, two weird motherfuckers that uh. Damn, damn, problematic. Listen, y'all, I wasn't calling vicious vibe weird. I'm just saying the nigga was focused and he wasn't worried about <laughs> yeah, style. Be clear. He didn't fit into the style, okay? All right, he now, was don't meticulous. Me. He was eccentric. <laughs> you know what I'm he was eccentric. Saying? Niggas fit that yeah. mold. I mean, y'all calling them weird, but it's real people out there like um, that. Oh, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, now that we cleared sure. that up, continue. Absolutely. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was interesting to see what was going on, that little moment between Juliana and Ronnie. It looked like she was more into him than he was. He still ain't all the way loosened up yet. Nah, he don't but, know how um, to get loose. He don't know how to get loose. Nah, it don't seem like it. It don't seem like it. He's, he's, just, uh, he's just uptight. But um, oh, what else? So Pernissa now they, comes home. We, I mean, they, she comes home and, you know, they in the middle of getting it on. Or trying to get it on, or getting started to get it on, and he like, "What right. you, what you doing here, Penissa?" Penissa uh, like, "I live here, yeah. nigga. This is my, this me and and, and Unique's house. It's my house." Right. He like, he like munching motherfucking Canaan. Everybody getting yeah, kicked yeah. out around this motherfucker. This yeah. my shit now. I live here now. <laughs> you are in the way. You know I forgot what he said, but he said some shit like, "Man, you are fucking shit up, man." I, I'm wondering. I, I was wondering, did he get that play from Canaan? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, this nigga just oh, kicked this nigga out. Oh, did you start displacing niggas? Oh, that's a smooth move, little nigga. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I think I'm going to do that. I think, right. hell yeah. yeah. Fuck just settling oh, for man. the cornflakes and the Cheerios, nigga. Shit. Pernissa's had a bad season, boy. She's been going through it. Pernissa She's been take, catching high. hell. She need to go high. <laughs> something. Move to North Carolina, Give a nigga. win. <laughs> well, yeah, she is is tough for her. Um, <laughs> Jerome ain't nowhere to be seen. He just, they, I don't know if he with his grandmother or something, but he tucked away. Yeah, we tough. ain't seeing that. We hear about him. Um, and that's good because you know what, you know, because Ronnie's crazy. Yeah. Um. What else is going on? So man? shit. So, Kanan had you no. Know, he fucking the group. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but we went through Kanan. Mm-hmm. Famous. We you know he went and saw his mama. She welcomed him home. Mm-hmm. And you won't never have to leave again. That's a lie. Cause Famous still got yeah. the goddamn gun he killed the nigga with. Famous going to jail. Yep. Fucking around. Yeah. Yeah. Famous. Cause he he's telling everything on right. record. He, yeah. He, he don't know. That nigga going yeah, to jail. He going, <laughs> he going to jail. They going to blame the whole operation on him. Yeah, that's who uh, they thought was Marvin. He ran the motherfucking projects and all that shit. Damn. And they going um, to dare him to say something. Say something, Famous. Yeah. It's a damn shame. Rock, well, fam- I hope Famous don't fuck around and kill himself. Nah, he ain't, he ain't going to Famous going okay. to jail. They ain't got him dragging that gun around for him to kill himself. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, we'll me. see. Um, rock, <clears throat> yeah. Rock, rock is on to her new back in business. Shit, she like fuck this right. shit. I, I was made to sell dope, man. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Rock's always good in the pitch meeting. She always got some slick shit to say. She gonna close the deal. Yeah, she's yeah. gonna close the deal. Yeah, yeah. So Rock uh, gets to connect from the Italian mm-hmm. dude again, and then she goes to see him. He like, man, I ain't fucking with you. This shit dead. And she convinced them, of course, like you said, with a with a you know what I'm saying, eighty chic pitch meeting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Shit. She went and closed that. Now she go to the Chinese spot to get that back popping, which never got popping. I don't even think they ever sold dope out that motherfucker, but okay. So she going to to launch the the Chinese dope spot. And um she looking at the operation. She's like, yeah, but this ain't going to be enough. You know what I'm saying? Who, who the manager around this motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? She's like, that's him sitting over there. Then old motherfucker Marvin. Oh, God damn, that nigga eating a number 38. Nigga, that's a number 38? Yeah, shit. Give me one of them number 38s. Shit. <laughs> and he's like, shit, I got 20 of these motherfuckers. What y'all want to do? So they, they ran a pitch to run the operation through all 20. And he won't in. He want a percentage. He don't even want to get broke off. He won't in. So now Rock's set. You know, these niggas, these the, the power deals is like Tyreek going from Queens to the goddamn school. Just pop up. These deals is done quick. You know what I'm saying? Quick. So, yeah. One pitch. Yeah, one, one pitch. pitch it's, it's in. Yeah. <laughs> Nigga, I see mm-hmm. the whole shit. I see the whole play. We got this cracking. And shit, now as I see it cracking, I'm going to see who the distributor is so I could, you know what I'm saying? I work my way through the distributor, through all Chinese restaurants, maybe. they like, man, we only sell to Chinese people. So that was a yeah. little bit of Queens racism for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, but Marvin's right there by us, by our side, you know what I'm saying? True to form, holding shit down. 
like you say, Howard's playing whack-a-mole. Jukebox is, is feeling the wrath of a cousin through her own group. Mm-hmm. P- plus the service, the motherfucking service wanna. Shit, we don't know what's gonna be Jukebox fate. Yeah, I'm still, we, uh, you know, we've been waiting for whatever is going to be that final straw. She's been going through a lot, but it's just like, what is it going to be that's going to turn her? We already know she don't view Kanan in the same way she view, like everybody else does. Mm-hmm. And she, she makes it abundantly she, clear. She don't yeah, it's her little bed. cousin. Yeah, she said, I used to wipe your nose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> they ain't showed yeah. that shit, but you know how when you grew up with my, your cousin, they pee the bed and shit. You're like, nigga, yeah. you used to pee the bed, nigga. Shut right, the fuck up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I know your origin story. <laughs> fuck out of here. So there's that. All your new um, Benetton clothes can't help you, nigga, with yeah, me. Stop playing. You know what I mean? Um, there's also, what was, what was Howard's? Partners, the girl. What was her? Oh, yeah, what was yeah, her yeah, name? Yeah. Well, you know, pops and his and her. Yeah, Officer uh, Brooks, ex or her girlfriend. Uh, forget her name. Burke. 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 Yeah, Officer Burke. Yeah. Yeah. So now they, her people's is swirling a real a little bit, and they sniffing back around Howard. So there's you know shit is closing Howard in a little fucked, bit on man. Howard. Howard is fucked, man. Yeah, but he's slippery though. He you know is, what I'm saying? He, he, but, he, he, he fucked. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Are we forgetting anybody? They gonna have I didn't to, get. I will after all huh? that shit catch up with Howard. They gonna have to kill him. I think Rock probably gonna kill Howard because this is too. Mm. That nigga know too much. That nigga is a liability. I actually, I think I asked you this week after week because I still think I don't think Rock is gonna make it through the season. Damn, I think she's gonna get killed. I just, I don't know. I think that'll be a big swing, but I feel like that could happen. Even right. though I don't want that to happen, but I I could see it setting up. Yeah, I think and I I think Ronnie's gonna do it. A lot of people feel like that ain't he's not a he don't have enough equity in the show to really get that off, mm-hmm. especially to get two big you know bodies off of it. He knocked off Unique and he knocked off Rock. That's like. That's a little crazy. Um, but I don't think she's going to make it. There's also the 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 theory that maybe Kanan kills Rock. I can't see that. Um, I don't know who's going to kill Rock. I don't know if Rock going to die. I don't have that on my, on my bingo card. Okay, okay. I hope not. I hope not. And you know, man, I I don't know how it going. But, uh, how it going to get it? I mean, they they setting it up to where you would enjoy to see how it get killed. The slime is here. Mm. Do you think? And I know you got you have some feelings that you think Marvin going to make it to the end of the season. See, that's the that's the the, the consumer, the viewer in me. It's like damn, they gonna uh-huh. kill Marvin. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you don't want them to because right. they setting it up so smooth. But Marvin probably gonna go to jail mm. at some point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but With famous. <laughs> him and famous and shit. Um, what you? Go ahead. Go ahead. Nah. I was gonna say, what you think about Lou? What you think's gonna happen with Lou? Damn. Shit. Lou probably gonna make it. Lou probably gonna yeah. clean up and run his bar and discover some band that we knew. And hip hop and shit. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Right, right, gonna right, go right, on right. to be gonna discover Nas. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, God yeah, damn, yeah, that nigga yeah. is the, the motherfucking trackmasters. Yeah. Oh shit, right. look at that. Right. <laughs> look at <laughs> this shit. Look the, this that's the nigga that discovered 50 Cent. <laughs> right. Ain't this a motherfucking shit? Look at that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know what I'm saying? Some shit like that. Um You know what's funny about that, like, which I appreciate because it's, you know, it's, it's shit has evolved a long way, but, like, if this was, like, the early 80s and damn near, like, cartoonish, mm-hmm. this shit would have definitely been, like, Run DMC would have made a cameo. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> On somebody real obvious. Oh, shit. Run DMC? Is that Run DMC? And they just, they right. all in the B-boy pose and shit. Right. Like, they ain't even, they just, hey, brother. Huh. But, right. um, any fucking way. Uh, I'm trying to think but, who else. There was some other thing I had a question about, but go ahead. But here's here's a here's just another antidote. You know, what I'm saying why I okay. fuck with Ronnie, and not because of the the actual character per se, but I it feels like because before this show even existed, when Fifty Cent first came out with the How to Rob and all that shit, I felt like he was that type of nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it would make sense that he would learn and grow up. Under that type of nigga in the game, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like a nigga that's that's just gonna take it all away, ain't really stylish, ain't really, but that nigga gonna go all the way to the extent to get shit done how he wanted to get done. Um, right. That's how he felt. That's like, He felt that like yeah. yeah, he felt like that as an artist. Like I always had yeah. him pegged to be one of them, and it wasn't none of them type of niggas that existed in the game. That's why it was so mm-hmm. obvious. Like oh wow, that's what that's what that nigga is portraying. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was almost like right. when Three Six Mafia came out, they portrayed the lowest life, life it nigga that you, you know what I'm saying? But they wasn't the one who was taking it all the way there. They was just, you know what I'm saying, playing drug adult, you know what I'm saying, street nigga. But this is like, mm. nah, focus. Like 50 don't do drugs and shit, probably don't drink. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like It's like that just focused on his shit. It feels like a 50 Cent would have learned from a nigga like that. You know what I'm saying? Would have, would have mm-hmm. came, like a Canaan would have learned from that type of nigga. So I, I, I could dig it. You know what I'm saying? I could see where they're going with that. Even though people don't like them. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've seen that person in real life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can dig it. I dig it. He's a good, he's, it's funny enough, he's a good role model as far as certain <laughs> things go. You know, stay focused, young things. man. Yeah, don't worry exactly. about that shit. <laughs> if there's one thing I'm gonna teach you is how to follow through. Uh, so that's that. But let's uh, before we get up out of here, question for you, real quick. Uh, one thing that I did do this weekend is I did watch these playoff games, mm-hmm. and um, you know, next week we got. The Lions versus the 49ers, and we got the Chiefs versus the Ravens. I know you on your Lamar Jackson wave. Do you have a prediction yeah. for who's going to make it to the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I know. I mean, I don't know shit, but my prediction is Lamar Jackson makes it to the Super Bowl this year. Um, mm-hmm. the the black prediction is you know everybody won't. Baltimore and Detroit to go to the Super Bowl, nigga. That's gonna be a yeah. thugged out Super Bowl, boy. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. gonna be, but I don't know if they're gonna let that happen. 
So you know what I'm saying? Whether, if it's 49ers and the and the Ravens, that's a good balance of of you know what I'm saying black and white and good and you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying evil and you know what I'm saying forces against mm-hmm. them you know forces all for you. It it, it makes for a good a good storyline. You know what I mean? Um, right. I would like to see Detroit and and Baltimore make it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's That'd good. Be a good ass. Story, yeah, yeah, yeah that's sure. good for that's good for you know blackness, good for culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. But um, before all that, actually, immediately before that Super Bowl, you can catch me at the DC Improv, February eighth through the tenth. February eighth through the tenth. Get them tickets. They selling. Get them tickets right now. DamianLemon.com or DCImprov.com, and then. The week after, February 16th and 17th, catch me in Hartford, Connecticut at City Steam. Check me out at City Steam. Again, you get tickets at DamianLemon.com. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's 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 come on out. Let's have a good time. And until the meantime, until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in a conversation. We out.